Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's a much better sound effect than popping a bottle. Man, I haven't opened a bottle in a long time. I know, I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the winner. I'm the winner. I did just... I'm not uh, even beating around the bush. I need need a beer right now. uh, We both need a beer stat. Uh, Stat, stat, stat. I actually, uh, funny enough, I purchased some... Chainbreaker White IPA. I haven't had that beer in like well, they, 10 years. Well, they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. And they brought it back, and um, I was at the supermarket, and I just wanted to get a quick six-pack because I was almost out of my small beers, which I usually just have with dinner. Uh, I've got a, a Bowie Pale and a, and a um, Rubens Pilsner mm-hmm. that I'm almost out of. So I was like, oh, let me just get a sixer from, from Ooh, Safeway. Rubens Pils? I haven't had that in a while. Tasting good? It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a supermarket, so it's like I'm not getting the freshest, oh, gotcha, which, I, gotcha. which I understand, but uh, it's solid. Um, and I was looking at the dates of the cans, and I was like, I just need to get... I usually go to New Seasons or Market of Choice or whatever to get my six-pack because I know it's fresher, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have a chance to. And I was looking, and I, I, I flipped up RPM June 9th. Ooh. I went, What? Put it down. Got to wash my hands after that one. June 9th. What is that nonsense? And then I and then I went and was looking around and I saw Chainbreaker White and I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. And I read the box and it was like, bringing it back for this year. I was like, ah, so that'll be actually fresh. Okay. <laughs> so I bought that. I haven't had it yet. It's in the fridge. That's a long tangent for I have bottles in the fridge for the first time in a long time. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of cans lately. Um, welcome back into Beers on Us. On the podcast today, we are doing kind of like a soft takeover episode. It's more of like a continued love episode. We've been giving love borderline to... Borderline tasting room. Borderline well. tasting room. It's kind of a, a hodgepodge of things, but basically, we have been giving this brewery love. It was a brewery that surprised us both. Uh, I brought it in one episode... I think it's just a beer of the week because it looked interesting, and it was great. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Because I'm looking at the wall, and I don't see it on the wall. No, it was last year. Oh, there's a chicha beer on the wall. Which one is that? The Mexican lager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that was the third one we've had on the podcast. Okay. Okay. It was last year I brought one in, and it was delightful. And then I I brought like, what the hell is this, Mike? Then I went on- I've never heard of this in my life. Then I went and got a second one, and it was delightful. And then we had the Mexican lager, and it was- Which we both really liked. One of the best Mexican lagers we've probably either of us have had. Mm -hmm. And- um, one of our listeners, it was Taylor. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he he or his wife went down to the brewery, mm-hmm. and uh, they they picked us some picked up some beer for us. So yep. thank and you, Taylor slash girlfriend wife, for bringing this to us. We're very excited to try the three beers. Uh, so we're just going to be drinking these, and then of course at the end of the episode today we have day fifteen of beer of the week Boy, taste am I test. Excited for that. This is your sweet spot this here. Is my sweet spot. Your supposed sweet spot. It's going to be hard to beat last week. Last week was really good. Like in terms of like how it's uh, how it progressed last week, I was like, oh, my God. So I might have found now this will be again. This is an experiment for me. Yeah. Right now. Day eight. 
later in the clubhouse for when I like my IPAs because that was a very enjoyable day. I, uh, I was Have you at, cheated? No. I was at Berlick yesterday. Are you lying? I'm not lying. I was at Berlick yesterday, and I bought two extra four-packs because supplies are limited. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Uh, they're all They're almost out. And so I bought a couple more four-packs just to have because I still need to give some away. And uh, I walked up, and the bartender, he was like, you know, hey, man, what what can I get you? Are you, you just picking up, or are you having a beer here? And I was like, I'm going to have a beer here. And he was like, okay, well, we got the Fresh Hops. And then also there's this beer of the week, which is really tasty, and people have been enjoying it. And I was like... I can't have that. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> That's my sandbox. I'm not allowed to go in the deep end. <laughs> so I drank a cold Did one Did you say instead. that to the bartender? No, no, but that's what I was thinking. I would have loved if you had just been like, I'm not allowed to have that beer. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So I had a cold one instead. Okay. They're cold fermented IPA. Yeah. Which I really enjoy. So we'll, we'll be having that in our beer of the week. I did not cheat. I don't I know if I, I fully cheat. believe you. You should. I haven't had one since last Thursday. I haven't either. No, that's not true. I had one that night. Which you said you was yeah, okay. Yes. Which I will do again this evening. Yeah, I uh, I have a untouched four-pack in my fridge right now that I keep like meaning to go the night of, and I keep not uh-huh. doing it. I'm going to have one tonight. Um, anyway, so you can find the podcast, most places you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, 1080thefan.com, Stitcher, Omni. Uh, you can find us on Instagram.com slash beers on us. Uh, it's been more active lately. We've been posting more. We've been getting more comments and, and messages. So feel free to reach out to us there. We're usually pretty good at least at, at seeing the messages and giving a like at least or, or responding if not. Uh, and by the way, uh, Matt from Chicha reached out to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, after <clears throat> Taylor slash uh, partner picked up the beer for us and was like, hey, uh, wanted to reach out to see if you guys want to do something at some point. So at some point, we will make something happen to get down to Salem and uh, try Chicha. At some point. Um, our personal pages are at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter for me, and Patrick is at PDD085 on Instagram. Um, before we get into the weekend beer, before we get into the Chicha beer, uh, I just wanted to, to say we have a lot of listeners who are in Salem. Uh, we got a lot of listeners around the area. If you're being affected by the wildfires, I hope you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. I hope your homes are okay, your businesses are okay, um, and I hope that you're making the smart ready readiness moves to get going if you need to um it's really depressing outside i don't really know much of a better way to say it other than when you wake up in the morning and everything's orange it just feels bad yeah knowing especially what's happening so um just be ready if you need to make sure you've put things that you need in a place that's easy to reach or grab um we've dealt with wildfires for many of the last summers Maybe not last summer included, but we, we've dealt with them here, but not this close to home. Right. Uh, we've dealt with the smoke. We've dealt with the Eagle Creek fire, which was devastating, but it wasn't knocking on Portland's doorstep uh, or the suburbs doorstep. And it just it, it feels different. So just make sure you're being safe and smart. Uh, get all your financial stuff ready to go. Anything that's important documents, um, anything that you desperately want to keep in the house, what whatever that is to you, just ha- be ready to know what you need. So if you need to evacuate, it's not like a panicked, oh, God. It's like, okay, here's my bag. Here's what I'm taking. Here's some clothes that I'm taking. Here's mm-hmm. my safe slash financial stuff and go. And I just be safe, be smart, and I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, I mean, we all feel it, but if you're, if, you're in that, if you're in that area and it's even closer to you, we can't even imagine. I grew up in a household where my mother used to – my mother is retired now, but she used to work for the Bureau of Land Management and – was the director of resources for the states of Oregon and Washington at times throughout her career. And fire season was something she that always landed squarely on her. And I lived in that household with her in that job for, you know, 10 years or so. And the most important thing that I learned and and all of that stuff is that, you know, fire is not meant to be estimated. I had to relook when I posted that on the Instagram page last night. You mean underestimated? I mean, no, just don't estimate it at all. Fire does what fire wants to do. And... Luckily today, which is That's Thursday, why you just don't take any risks or chances because you never know how fire is going to act. Luckily today, which is Thursday the tenth, uh, the wind has died down significantly, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we just pray for some rain. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I've heard, the Clackamas fires are getting con- starting to become contained. Uh, last I heard was maybe around fifty percent contained. Um, 
which is better than zero, which it was two days ago. So, right. Uh, and then just let's just hope there's some sort of rain that comes. I mean, I know it's the end of summer and we don't get a lot of rain in the summer anymore. But Hopefully Tuesday it's going to rain. Okay. I mean, that's five days away. So right. let's let's hope and hope. But um, just stay safe and be ready. And don't. That's a great way, great way to look at it. Don't expect anything. Yeah. And I, just and be ready to go. And I hate to say this, guys. Like, if you live in an area that you're not affected, like, I can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth, but it's going to come out of my mouth. Don't go places and sit outside. It's not healthy for you. Um, the air today a, is a lot especially. Of, a lot of breweries are closed today, but some are open. And honestly, if you still want to support them, just grab beer to go. I don't. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for the employees. And a lot of those employees that are working at breweries that are open today don't really have a choice. Right. So I would just advise just stay home. It's uh, for the weekend. If if the air quality is bad all weekend, just stay home. I know that sucks, but we've done quarantine. Like you know, everything was shut down for three months. Like we can do this for a few more days. This is not necessarily like an official opinion. This is just the way that I've always viewed it. Um, if the air quality, you can go to airnow.gov and you can type in your zip code and it tells you the air quality in your zip code right now. Um, so this morning I typed it in for my zip code and it was at 50, which is yellow, mm-hmm. moderate. Moderate is actually okay. You can breathe in moderate. It just says reduce exposure, but you can still do things in that. Once it gets into the orange, which I believe is like 80 and then into the red, it limit outside as much as possible. Yeah. And right? wear a mask. Uh, not all masks work for this. Right. Um, I don't know if all of our cloth masks actually work against the particles in the air for this, but it can't hurt. Right. To help a little bit. Um, and don't forget, COVID's still a thing, so wear your mask anyway. <laughs> but uh, it's a, it's a it, it's a weird day. It's a weird week, and that's why we were like, we need a beer. Yep. Uh, so we've got one in front of us here. Am I missing anything? Nope. Oh. oh, if you need anything, reach out. Like I don't really know what we can do to help you, but if you just need someone to talk to. Like just to help you through things or just anything. I am don't a good be listener. Afraid. Reach out. I'm a good listener. I am great at cutting you off and talking over you. I am great at giving <laughs> advice you probably don't want. <laughs> so if you want, reach out. Uh, weekend beer quickly. I, I realize we're drinking the beer in front of us, and I want to get to it. But what did I do? I went to John's Marketplace on Friday last week because uh, I was down in the neighborhood and I hadn't been for a long time. And I came away with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight beers for the Labor Day weekend. Usually I go and get myself three or four, and I'll just have them on Sunday. Like, I'll just pace them out throughout the day. Uh, This was, uh, I'm going to be drinking all weekend kind of thing. (laughs) And uh, so I got myself three fresh hops. I got the uh, Pertnier from Crux, which last year was one of my favorites. Once again, very enjoyable. Uh, And I got both the Zoigel Freshes. I got the October Fresh, and I got the uh, Zoigel Kolsch made with fresh hop. I've had the October Fresh. Um. It didn't pop as much as it did last year for me. Last year, that was one of my favorite fresh hops. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I was expecting it to be good this year, whereas last year I was like, I haven't had a Zogo House beer in a long time. Uh, it was still good. Why are you fresh hopping in a, a Meritson? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what's happening here. Uh, and then they did the Kolsch, too, which I, I like the Kolsch better than the uh, October Fresh mm-hmm. this year, so I would find that if I were you, if you haven't been able to find it. Uh, I got the Bridge Lifter IPA from Mount Tabor Brewing. I uh, never had Mount Tabor Brewing. Oh, okay. That was a really good IPA. It was really interesting. They used a lot of hops that I hadn't recognized before. It's always fun. Um, like I think like Falconer hops was in there, if okay. that's a real hop. Yeah. I, Falconer's Flight. Yeah, something like that. There were hops that I just hadn't recognized, and there was it was a really, really bitter West Coast IPA, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, my favorite beer of the bunch that I had was Ben Brewing Company's Lighted Up IPA. Dude, that beer was incredible. That IPA series they're doing, man, I... If, as long as I can find it fresh, I will buy every single one. It's been fantastic. Starts off with Tropic Pines, and then they have this series, and they've all been great. And it's a very like marijuana heavy based can mm-hmm. where they talk about the flavors and the taste that they want, mm-hmm. hence light it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does give you a lot of that kind of weedy vegetal nose stank, really really big dank taste. Yeah, uh, I tried the Sociable Situation, which was a Kolsch from Ruse. Um, the Ruse Boys. Kolsch is not my favorite style, and you saw I bought two of them this it's week. Not my, it's not mine either. I'm trying to expand a little bit. It was a fine beer, but... It can I, be a little too sweet It me. wasn't my thing. And then uh, two others. I got uh, Logsdon's German style Pilsner, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if Logsdon is now canning for the first time, but I saw a ton of Logsdon beers on the shelf. I've se- I'm seeing more and more canned, too. I saw you had one with... Uh, with, with uh, Brian. Brian from Lombard House, yep, yeah. we had their IPA. 
Um, I like the logger a lot. And then uh, the last one I had was uh, the Trade War Export Stout, which won gold mm-hmm. from Ben Brewing, but they had it barrel aged oh. in cans. Oh, hell. Great. Awesome. Well, I mean, that was a great beer already. Mm-hmm. So that was my week in beer. I would say my favorite was the Lighted Up from Ben Brewing Company. Most surprising was the Bridge Lifter from Mount Tabor. Cool. I knew nothing about N- Mount Tabor Brewing, and I really enjoyed that beer. So there was my week in beer. Um, I finally had the Thunder Island Mexican Lager. I saw that. Thought it was great. Right. Thought it was great. I found it in my fridge, too. I was like, what's this doing? What is what is that in the back? It felt like, you know, the dad in a, in, the, in a Christmas story. when He's like, hey, what's that over there? <laughs> oh, oh, go look. <laughs> And I kind of like dug through and I saw it and went, oh, wow. And then you poured it. And I poured it and I drank it. It was fantastic. I yes. really, really enjoyed that. Um, I've also just been kind of drinking lo- more lagers lately in general. Oh, you crispy boy, you. I know. Like even at work, there was a night where I didn't have a hoppy beer when I got done. What's happening I had to a you? Noble Pilsner and a Vienna lager. What's happening to you? I don't know, man. <laughs> this podcast is changing both of us. Yeah, right? You've become less of an IPA <clears throat> drinker. I've become... More of an IPA drinker? There you go. I had some, yeah, probably. I had some fresh hop stuff as well. We had fresh out of Portland last night. um, Oh, that was really good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, I've done Barrelix fresh hop of of, uh, fresh punk rock. Um, I had, uh, let's see, obviously the Breakside stuff. Trying to think there's something else that I had. Oh, the October fresh. Yeah, I keep forgetting that I had that as well. Uh, But the cool thing about my week is me and my buddy Dylan, who's the head brewer at the Slabtown location. Ah, We went down to Goshi Farms to pick up fresh cascades that uh, will be used for Wanderlust. Pictures on our Instagram page right now. Pictures are on Instagram right now. And uh, it was really cool. I mean, Dylan and I are are, are old friends. And so it was nice to just kind of woke up at the butt crack of dawn to head down there. And well, butt crack of dawn for me. It still wasn't that early, but nine a.m. <laughs> no, no, no. I had to be in Milwaukee by seven forty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I That's was coming from Camus, so I had to get up early. Yeah. Um. So I got up early. We drove down there, and it was just really fun to see kind of the machines work and how they how they cut, how they crop, how they kiln to go in the giant areas. I've obviously seen I've seen pictures of people going to hop farms for years and years, and I realized I had never done that before. So for funsies, I went with Dylan, and we ran down there and picked up Cascades. They gave us a little tour. Very nice people. It was really cool. What A crazy part of that was maybe two hours after we left. I think we left at 9.45, something like that. After, like, two or three hours after we left, they had to shut down Goshi Farms because of the fires. And you could see this wall of smoke to the south and just blue skies to the north. And you could tell that they were concerned. They were kind of like, yeah, we're we're monitoring it aggressively. Right. Uh, but it was really cool to be at a hop farm because I'd never done that before. And I think people Maybe were like- Maybe on the podcast we can go together. Yes. Because I would like to go at some point as well. Yes. I got back to Milwaukee and people were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I just went with Dylan to pick up Fresh Hops. They're like, you're so weird. <laughs> like, you're not getting paid right now. It's like, I know, but it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, so that was fun. I was kind of a little little kid in the candy store, but trying to stay professional. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, look, you got to be, yeah, I've done this before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These cascades. Yeah. These good crop this year. <laughs> <laughs> you're just now like, you're leeching on yeah. the knowledge and you're just going to start spreading it out <laughs> yeah, as if it was right. your knowledge yeah, originally. Totally. totally. <laughs> All right. You can see the kiln and you're like, oh, this is the area you, uh, store pre-kiln they're like yeah you got it you're just like nice i sound like i'm smart write it down (laughs) next time i sell the beer uh this hop stored pre-kiln and the person's like what and you're like as opposed to post kiln pre-kiln what does that mean don't ask questions you know it's just a hop thing i could get into it don't ask questions i could get into it but it'll probably just bore you with details just just no (laughs) pre-kiln so that was a lot of how do you spell kiln doesn't matter. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking questions. So that shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> so I had a good time. I enjoyed that. That does look fun. Uh, so Instagram.com slash beers and us is where you can find those pictures. All right. Well, I already finished the first beer. <laughs> oh, and I'm just slow. Um, we got the Chicha beers in front of us here. We've got three of them. The first of which was Amber Lager. Correct. Classica. Classica. Amber Lager. Classica. Um we just, I just finished it, which is, I think, proof that it's very easy drinking. This is one of the better ambers I've had recently. So I used to be a big amber drinker when I first started drinking craft beer. I liked it as a kind of introductory style to beer like we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. And 
I also liked it because it was malt forward. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've kind of stopped drinking ambers because I've really grown to love the hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my malt craving is satisfied by getting a lot of stouts, my mm-hmm. favorite style. So I kind of have stopped having the amber because I didn't need it anymore. It was a good introduction, but it kind of just fell by the wayside. When we've had some ambers on the podcast, which we have had, we brought a couple on. It's like, oh, don't forget this is a style. Um, they've been kind of hit or miss for me a little bit down the middle. Uh, this one to me is is a good amber. I enjoyed drinking it. Um, it was easy drinking. It was at first a little too sweet, and then that faded as I kept sipping it. That first sip, I was like, ah, yes, that's why I kind of stopped drinking these ambers as much because it's a little bit sweet. But I think kind of the hop character came through as I kept having the the rest of my glass, and it really kind of evened it out and balanced it pretty well. So. I was really happy with this beer. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, I don't drink ambers because I don't like the ale comp the ale component of it. I think that's I think that that thicker body is kind of bringing up the sweetness level for me, which is why I tend not to drink ambers. So this being a lager, uh, the amber lager, I I enjoy. It's almost like a it's like a beefier Mexican lager, mm-hmm. a slightly beefier Meritzen, for example, a little sweeter, you know, yeah. some some stuff like that. And so uh, I kind of enjoy that. One thing that's really cool about these bottles. Is and I think this is they probably don't need to do it on everything, but I think it's really cool. They always have the phonetic spelling of stuff, mm. so it, like it's chicha, and they have that brewing, and even that is spelled out phonetically. So then that's built there for the classica oh. as well. <laughs> uh, the other thing is they actually put the pairings on the bottles as well. So oh, food pairings. Yeah, so chicha pairs this with with uh, empanadas de borrego. I don't know what borrego is. Borrego. Okay, I will and and lamb empanadas, and now I just want lamb empanadas. Uh, so that's kind of cool. That's what. Uh, that's kind of cool that they put what they pair this with. How do you spell borrego? B o r r r r e g o. Borrego. B o r r. It's a capital, so I wonder if it's. There's no internet in this room. This place sucks. First thing that came up was Borrego Springs, California. Oh, so maybe they're a California empanada? An empanada of California? Borrego, Spanish, big-horned sheep, Mm. may refer to contents one people, 1.1 surname, two horse racing and sports, three music, and four places. (laughs) Thanks, Wikipedia. You suck. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, it's probably named after a person or a place. Yes. Uh, But yeah. So uh, like maybe it's... California style empanada, possibly yes. Uh, I don't. I, I like empanadas. I this is a good amber. Yeah, I think this beer is really cool too. And I want to thank Taylor as well um, because he grabbed like especially when we get to these next two, he grabbed three beers that I probably would have never grabbed. Yeah. So I'm excited to be pushed outside of my my comfort level. And when I saw when I went to John's, I knew we were doing this, so I didn't get any. But I saw Chicha had their section at John's Marketplace. It was like. Seven or eight beers deep, it looked like. Maybe five or six. So there was a lot of options. And I was like, I don't know what we have, so I'm just not going to buy anything. And um, Do you remember what some of the styles you saw? Uh, not particularly off the top of my head. A lot of them were fruit-forward styles. Um, one of them one of them was this one that we're having okay. here. Uh, but there was a couple other that were more fruit-forward, which okay. I thought was interesting, which maybe goes well with Mexican food that I didn't really think about. Yeah, maybe so. <clears throat> Yeah, because then th- these two are definitely fruit inspired. Um, I don't know how much fruit is actually in it per se, but this is Pale Especial. Um, they're mango pale ale. Now I do not like mangoes, so I will be interested in seeing if I like this beer. We wanted to make a tasty beer that reminds us of our favorite season, verano. So we took a traditional pale ale and added un poquito de mango to provide a refreshing finish. The noble hops meld with a sweet mango flavor to balance the crystal and Vienna malts, a perfect warm weather beer. Ooh, that speaks to you. Crystal and Vienna malts in a beer? You're like, yes. What's up, baby? Hi. Um, Chicha pairs this with pan de milanesa. I don't know what that is. And why does my... Mexican accent. Turn Italian. Italian. It's so weird. Fun de Villiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey. uh, that doesn't make any sense Opa. at all. That doesn't make any sense at all, especially because I work with a ton of Mexicans and have and like share that culture my entire life. You know what? It's okay. Yeah. Accents are hard sometimes. Yeah. They are. I only have a degree in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have a degree in accents. Sure, fair, fair enough. You have a degree in acting. In acting. I am an actor. Thespian. 
he says as he no longer acts. <laughs> you talk about him acting right now. Ooh, Ew. I see what you did there. <laughs> they really hate each other. Um, so this is, uh, okay. Nose, very mango. Very mango. Which was very nerve-wracking for me, because I, I, I know this is probably... A really, really, I still, get, I still get some hop character. Bad thing to say because people love mango. Yeah, I love mango. I, I hate mango. That's so wild. I hate pineapple. I just don't know why. I, like I've tried a lot of those tropical fruits. Generally, mm. I don't like them. Yeah, I like pineapple, but um, I just I for whatever reason I just have not mango, able, guava, papaya. I hate them all. Interesting. I don't know. There's a flavor in it that I just don't like. What about like peaches and nectarines? Yeah, I like those. Okay. Um, I'm thinking more like. When you go to the Caribbean and that's the fruit that you get, mm-hmm. it's always like mango, guava, papaya. Mm. Like always. Gotcha. And um, Mexico, too, I should say. And go to Latin America, there Central America. Uh, so on the nose, I get a lot of mango right off. Mm-hmm. But through the sip, I don't get a ton of mango. It's a well-balanced pale ale where I get a lot more of the malt character kind of coming through. But uh, that's good. So nose, not a huge fan of. I would never have gotten this beer because I don't like mangoes. But... um. It does a good job of kind of counteracting some of the sweetness in this, I would say. It um, which sounds weird, but it's it trust me. Or don't. It uh It's, it's also of, hard to smell through the campfire in my nose. It's kind of bitter. <clears throat> you think I so? find it yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of bitter and I I I feel like it's coming from the mangoes. It's almost like, like tart a little bitter. Pithy. It's like tarty a little yeah. bit too. At the very end it's like there yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. It's a little bitter. But it's almost more like it's almost more like a really, really mild sour in kind of how it how it hits at the back end. Yeah, it I at least to me. I I I I don't care for this beer. No. No. Um <clears throat> I think I think the body is a little too I think I think the body is a little a little out of balance for me. Um, I think the malt and the mango are like kind of fighting each other a little bit okay. and it leaves it a little heavy and a little, um, and a little too bitter for me, which is weird because That's I very like, strange to say. because I like bitterness, but it's like, it's like this pithy fruit bitterness. Um, it's not a bad beer. I think this beer is just not for me. I actually enjoy it more than you. Um, I, I, I actually think the mango adds something that I didn't expect to make this a more, drinkable kind of beer and i like that there's a bitterness at the end i don't think it's fighting i think it's i think it's complimenting personally at least for my palate i think i'm just tough with fruit makes sense i think fruit beers are just not i generally don't go for fruit beers either Uh, but that's why i'm saying this one is not overly fruity it's that is very fruity in the nose but beyond that it's great that i can still smell the beer by the way because it means i don't have covid Um, that's great (laughs) isn't that a little test that you do to yourself i've done this constantly i'll be like ooh. Can I smell this soap? Yes, I can. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, I just drink so much beer that it's like I'm constantly smelling things. Are you smelling real things? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I think it's I think it's interesting. It's it's not a beer that I would have gotten. Like I said, it's not a style I would have chosen normally. But um, I I like the beer. I do. Great. I I understand why you don't like it, but I do enjoy it <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it's a bad beer. I mean, we we try to, you know, as as we always say when we criticize a beer in a negative way, <clears throat> there are two things. This is an educational show, so you cannot you cannot just bash a beer. You have to give reasons why it doesn't work for you. And number two, all of our palates are different. So you have to understand that sometimes some beers just aren't for you. Correct. Like I don't drink quads. No. I do drink quads. I don't drink a ton of Belgian beers. Unless they're like barrel-aged lambics. Wow, that's, I'm all a pr- about, that's, that's I'm a, all about. That's that. a pretty extreme leap over there. <laughs> <clears throat> then, um, I, then I am all about it. Absolutely. And it, the one thing that I, I figured out recently, with this is personally with this podcast, I, as this podcast got going, I started to do this thing unconsciously, where, or maybe subconsciously is the right way to put it, um, where I started being overly judgy about beer. Mm-hmm. And then as I've continued doing the podcast, and it wasn't anything like the podcast that it was just my own personal mental space. After, after a while, I went on the other way and I went, 
Stop judging. Everyone's got different palates. Like, you like mm-hmm. stouts, and <clears throat> most people don't like barrel-aged stouts, but that's your favorite style. Yeah. And, like, people probably, when you get that in the middle of summer, Patrick, judge you really heavily <laughs> when you have that beer, and you're like, don't judge, man. It's just what I want. And I've kind of changed my my internal compass when it comes to craft beer from being a little bit, or not knowing anything, to thinking I know a lot and being judgy, and then realizing everyone's different. Everyone's different. We know good beer when we have good beer. Styles might not be the styles for us, or certain beers might not be the beers for us, but we can still tell if it's a good beer or not. And it was kind of like, uh, it kind of switched back to like, if you like it and you enjoy it, have that beer. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Except if it's big beer. Yeah. Stop sporting them. It's like when I'd be on a raft and I'd crack open a 7.2% IPA and it's 100 degrees out and people just stare at me like I'm a psychopath. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is, this is what I want to drink. <laughs> I drink what I want to drink. I do what, what I want to do. I do what I want. So what do we have in here? So this is the Passiflora, again with the Italian. Uh, <laughs> Passiflora. <laughs> hazy passion fruit IPA. Uh, Interesting, because it's <clears throat> not very hazy. It's not very hazy, uh, I'm, which is kind of exciting. A little Block 15-y look to me. And, uh, and really light color, too. Uh, you know, I mean, the the pale especial was definitely a deeper pale, which leads me to believe more traditional style pale. Yeah, it was kind like of like a hoppy Northwest pale. It was a little pale. more orangey in color. Yeah, to where this is really kind of yellowy. Yeah. And has a very slight haze to it. So Passiflora, Cascade, Centennial, Eldorado, and Belma hops featured in this hazy IPA. Haven't heard of Belma. Hmm. B-E-L-M-A? B-E-L-M-A, yeah. The intense hop build bursts with bright, juicy, tropical fruit and floral flavors only to be compounded with tartness and sweetness of passion fruit. Sip after sip, you might end up blissfully wondering if we squeeze some passion fruit straight into the bottle. What? Did we? So there is no passion fruit in this? I don't know. Hmm. It's an open-ended question. It is super open-ended. It's the end of the movie. Ooh. Did I just watch Tenet? Don't spoil it. I haven't. I want to see it so bad. I haven't bad. seen it. I, someone I knew saw it and he said it was amazing. I'm sure it's amazing. Christopher Nolan, I love you. I know. And did you see the preview for Dune? Yeah. Dude. Let's go. The the crew, the cast in that. The, the cast crew. in Dune is stupid. Jesus, Mike. The cast in that is amazing. It <laughs> was like Mike's good friends with all the mic grips. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was I was watching it. I I I know nothing about the movie, right? I read the book. I didn't even see the original Dune in the eighties. <laughs> the I, David Lynch one? Yeah. It's so terribly awesome. I, I it is a really bad movie. I read the book. With like Patrick Stewart and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um Kyle McLaughlin and Sting is in it and Sting's in it. Sting is in it, baby. I, I, I read the book. I love the book. I read the first few. The series kind of gets a little bit eh as you keep going in. But the you first just, two books are really good. Just read the first book. I'll read the two. The first two are good. What's the second one? Messiah? Children of Dune. Children of Dune. Messiah's the third one. I think so. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's flipped, but it's one of those. Um oh my god. Just like I was like, this guy's in it. <gasps> this guy's in it. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. I know. Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa. Yep. Uh it should be pretty good. Yep. Really, I really, really hope movie theaters are safe to go to when that movie comes out. Um, they probably won't be. In December? God, I feel like that's one they got to see on the big screen. Well, maybe they'll be open and just like really, really distanced. Maybe I'll just buy out the whole theater. Just get yourself like a spacesuit. Yeah. Be completely, completely isolated in the bubble. Yeah, that's Inside true. the bubble. Um, this beer because pairs... do you trust movie theaters to be clean? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I used to work with one, and we actually kept it clean, and it was hard. So I imagine, like, well, you kids... also only had like imagine... four theaters. I imagine kids working for a giant corporation are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, go walk in that sticky soda. Yeah, like we worked really hard. Maybe to keep... soda. Yeah, we worked really hard to keep one traditional theater clean, and it was hard. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Passiflora. Hate myself right now. Passiflora uh, <laughs> pairs with tostadas Mozzarella. de pairs with tostadas de camarón. This is an interesting beer. Again, not one that I would get for myself. Hashtag vamos chicha. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I don't like. know why I get a good kick out of that, but I really like. I, I like think that. it says it on all of them, and I just saw it for the first is that time. Their hashtag that's cool. No, it's only on this bottle. Nice. Hashtag vamos chicha. <laughs> vamos chicha. I love it. Take a sip. Sorry, sorry. You haven't had a seven point two percent. Um, the Ooh. nose, the nose is great. It's great. Oh, there's a little, yeah, there's a little stank in that nose. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good smelling beer. Uh, it's very different taste from the nose, in my opinion. Um, it's way more on the sour side than it is on the hazy IPA side. Oh, it, it's really tart at the end. It does, it does finish a little. 
a little tart, a little yeah. acidic. Yep. Um, I enjoy this because when you say hazy, I get nervous, and then I see it, and I get happy, and then I drink it, and I go, it's not a hazy. Like, it's a hazy, but it's not a hazy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, it's an interesting combination. I think what I've liked about these last two, even though they're not ones that I would get myself, uh, is that they are trying things that are different and interesting. Mm-hmm. We we all kind of that's we all what I think is really cool. Like if we would have gone to the store and bought Chicha beers, we'd be like, okay, where's your Pilsner? Where's your IPA? Where's your Stout? You know, can you can you do a Vienna Lager? And is your Hellas also good too? And this and Taylor kind of forced us outside our box. Yes. Um, Speaking of the box, still in there. There's some stuff in the box. There's still, still. two beers in the box. Yep. Um, we haven't forgotten. Well, we sometimes forget, but it's there. We won't we won't forget to drink them at some point. Um, I'd say I like this better than the mango pail. Ditto. Uh, I actually I actually kind of like this. You like it? Yeah, I. It's I, it's hard for me to describe because I've never had a beer like this before. I think I think one and that's, thing to finish my point. I like when breweries do things like this that push the agenda mm-hmm. and change the mold and say, "Hey, we're going to try this." Um, Wolf Tree Brewing. Which I brought in a couple of out in Seal Rock, Oregon, I believe, which mm-hmm. I think is also currently in danger. So please be safe. Um, I, they do beers that are different. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's going to be your favorite, but I like to try things that are different. And mm-hmm. I've enjoyed a lot of those beers that they've done. Remember, we had the pomegranate heft from them. Oh, yeah. We actually really liked that. Yeah. And there was another one that we got from them that was a, a certain kind of stout, but it was different. And we br- I brought that in, and it was really, really good. Um, I like when breweries do that. And I'm happy that Chicha makes great beer already so that they can do this. And you're like, I kind of trust that. I kind of trust this to try this kind of a beer. Yeah. They're not stuck in the, oh, we got to make this for these people. These It's like, what do you want to do? You want to make a passion fruit, sour, hazy thing? Sure, let's try it. And here it is. And it's solid. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think, I think if there's anything I would say, I think this, I, I think it's, what am I trying to say here? It It's, it's branded style is misleading Mm -hmm. and honestly i think a little incorrect now if hazy passion fruit ipa is the best way to sell that then then go for it by all means if it's a marketing thing by all means i mean i have seen some places call like traditional traditional german styles like like an export like an export lager call it a pilsner because people don't really know what a dortmunder or an export lager is so if you call it a, a pilsner or just you know, German lager or something like that. Uh, it helps guide the people to buy it a little more. Because this comes off to me like an aggressively dry hopped It's like a kettle tart sour. ale. Oh. Because I don't think it's like sour enough to call it a sour. I would just call it like a tart fruited ale. A okay. dry hopped tart fruit ale. But that doesn't that doesn't flow well. No. And that and people look at it and they're like, what? Pass. Like that doesn't even make sense. My brain hurts. Yeah. You know. Zika, screw these guys. <laughs> you know, so it could be a little, little bit of a marketing thing, and and I don't blame them for that. However, I think to me, this drinks like a dry hop tart ale, and, and, and I kind of like it. I, I, actually, I actually like it too. I, yeah. I enjoy it too. I would, my first sip, I was like, "What am I drinking?" And then I've had a couple more, and I'm like, "You know what? This is a really good beer." I would, and it's very refreshing. I would very much like to taste this with uh, these tostadas mm, that yeah. that it says that it pairs with, well, because I think that could be really cool. Is it sad that when we do go down to Chicha eventually, uh, thank you, Matt, for reaching out to us if you're listening to this episode, uh, I want to try the food a lot. I want the food so bad, dude. so bad. Yeah, Matt, like, your food better better kill it, dude. Because, like... <laughs> or we're going to come down and be really nice to you anyway. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. You're... <laughs> I don't care if your beer is awesome or terrible, dude. If that food ain't good, I'm going to be real mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, because we love your beer. Yeah, we're just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I just love food. <laughs> Me too. And I like Mexican food. I like Latin American. Can we try? South I American want the food. beer pairings. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I like that. All right. All right. We're going. At some point, we'll go. When they're not on fire. And, you know, COVID's slightly less restrictive. Anyway. All right. So oh, yeah. that's the Chicha beers we're doing COVID. today. Did you, I never forget. I forget that sometimes how much I hate COVID. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I want to be able to do anything I'd like again. Like, hey, do you want to go do this? Yes. Hey, do you want to go do this? Yes. I don't need to wear a mask. I don't need to worry about if it's open. I don't need to worry about outdoor seating. I can just go do it. Now it's like, hey, do you want to do this? Well, what's the situation like? Have I felt a little bit off recently? 
Oh, I coughed yesterday. Maybe I don't want to expose anybody. <laughs> Never oh. mind the six blunts I smoked last night. I got a little bit of cough this morning. Six. Jeez. Um, you clearly didn't go to Wazoo, did you? No, I did not. Uh, yeah, it's just like, I just want the freedom back, man. Yeah, yeah, I just want yeah. the freedom back. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to Beer of the Week. I'm, uh, I've been... I'm excited about that. I'm very happy with these Chicha beers. This was really fun. Uh, uh, so thanks again to Taylor and to Matt down at Chicha. Uh, keep up the good work, bud. We'll be there soon. Yeah, we really, really enjoy your beers a lot. Yep. Uh, keep going. And, <clears throat> and now uh, I'm going to go to John's Market to look at the other ones. Yeah. And I, I, I will probably try to grab those as well. I think they had a couple. There was two or three <clears throat> more on there than, than from what we've seen, I think. So, okay. You know, don't quote me on that. It might be less than that. I was very overwhelmed because I was... Uh, I saw them all and I was like, <sighs> <laughs> and I went, wait, no, Mike, you can't do this. Can't. Don't spoil it. So I didn't. All right. Let's get to beer of the week. Literally for day 15. Next beers on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time. Day 15. Holla, 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 holla. Here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. So, Damn, this can looks good. It does look good. This who's, one's even a little wrinkly, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's so cute. Whose logo's on the side of that beer, huh? Huh? Uh, brewed and canned by Barely. Oh, I mean ours. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I've been very, very happy to hear the the uh, the the talk of the town about this beer. The response to this beer, the reaction to this beer, those are the words I was really looking for. Um, I really enjoyed that people are enjoying this beer. People reach out to me and they're like, Mike, this beer's really good. Or like, I made sure to go after you talked about it there. And I'm like, yeah. And people are really, really enjoying it. So if this is uh, your first episode listening, hi. Hi. You picked an interesting one to join Thanks us on. Thanks for coming. Um, what we're doing with this beer is we partnered Woo! with Barrelick Brewing. <clears throat> I got to talk first before I can smell it. <laughs> We partnered with Barrelick Brewing for our two-year anniversary to make a beer. It's called Beer of the Week. It's a West Coast IPA made with Mosaic Strata and Simcoe Hops. And part of the fun was that we were going to be trying this beer once a week to see how it changed over the course of a month on the shelf. So we had it literally day one, fresh off the line, in cans. We called that week zero. Um, this is, uh, we, we did last week was mm -hmm. day eight. That was week one. This is week two, which is day 15, and we have two more of these to do as our beer of the week to see how hop character and IPA flavors change over the course of a month. Mm -hmm. If you are new to craft beer, um, IPAs generally after a month start to fade. You got a little bit of buffer time at the end of there. It depends on the hops, and it depends on how hops it's Hops tend made. to be the first thing that fall off, especially these like... Uh, these Northwest-style hops. You know, like you, Noble hops can hang on a little longer. You just got to be careful when you're buying beer to check the date. If it's over a month old and it's a hop-heavy beer, you might not be getting the best quality of that beer. And remember, it's not the brewery's fault no, every time. It's just about the timing of it. Yep. You know? So uh, <clears throat> it's part of the experiment to see how it changes. For me, this is my first time ever doing this uh, <clears throat> in terms of testing the dates. Week zero and week one were very different to me. Mm -hmm. uh, the hop character really kind of came up in week one, day eight. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of floral character really came out early. It became a little bit more, I don't know if balance is the right word, but I, I, I enjoyed the hop character throughout more than I did on day one. Um, it really just kind of stuck with me through the entire beer, which I really enjoyed. So I noticed a, not a big difference, but I noticed a difference. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you felt about it. I mean, I felt, you, you felt, a little I felt the same, right? but a little more subtle. Um, I definitely kind of noticed some things. <laughs> Stop. I'm trying to talk, Mike. <laughs> I know I definitely noticed some evolution and some growth, um, but it was it, it was still a little more on the subtlety and I didn't think it was quite as different as you. Um, I mean, you and I have very different palettes, yeah. which is, I think, a strength to this podcast. Uh, but also, I have done this before. Um, not so direct, but... I have, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to sit on tasting panel uh, when I was working in Milwaukee for like six months, once a week, and just constantly tasting all packaged core brands at, you know, 15, 30, 45 days. And so I got a, I learned a lot about hop evolution uh, and degradation, deg deterioration. How about that? Because I can say that word. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Degradation. Degradation. Thank you. Is that the word? And yes, I believe that's the word I'm looking for. And so, but 
I'm still, I haven't done that in a while, so I'm still kind of rounding myself back into it. Well, so this is day 15 for us. The nose is still fantastic. It's great. Um, to me, it's slightly less strong than it was last week. Like the 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 nose is a little bit more mild. Um, I've taken a couple of sips, and I will say I am once again. I'm noticing a little bit of a difference. Um, I'm noticing at the back end of this sip, it's a little bit less bitter than it was last week. It seems to have kind of become a little bit more mild in week two, which I think is interesting. It's kind of like I get the hop character right off the top again. But this time it kind of becomes a little bit... People have been saying it's crushable, which I agree. It's becoming more crushable this week. It seems to be easier drinking to me. I find I find the dankness <clears throat> to be maybe a, a, a touch more smoother at this point and less aggressive. Yeah. Which is kind of what I was hoping for. I'm getting a touch... A touch fruit character i'm getting on more the back fruit end. this week yeah, yeah i'm getting a lot of that that's that that's was what really, i would say is what's really coming through on this that was really apparent on day one there was mm -hmm. a fruity back end and last week it became more bitter ipa mm -hmm. and, and, and now and very the, dank yes very resinous like the simcoe was like overpowered not not overpowering it was but just saying hi the prominent yeah and now here it's i'm getting a little bit more of the mosaic mm -hmm. today uh both in terms of right off the top and then at the back end, that fruitiness from probably the Strata and the Mosaic together, because uh, what, what Ben Parsons was telling us is that it's those are sweeter hops. Mm -hmm. I'm getting some of that sweetness at the back end kind of coming up. Mm -hmm. The Simcoe less dominant. Which is kind of cutting the bitterness a little bit. Yeah. The Simcoe is less dominant today, which is interesting. And you know what? This just proves the point that if you're throwing a party, okay, let's just say you're throwing a party. in the After COVID's gone, of course. Of after COVID's gone. Uh, you throw, Stupid COVID. <laughs> you throw a party. The party starts... Party starts at 9 o'clock, okay? Party's probably going to end, let's say party ends at 3 a.m. Okay. okay, let's just say it's big, big old party. If Strata is the first person to show up and the last person to leave, you've had fun with Strata all night. Whether it was the beginning of the party, the drunken middle, or the it's time to go to bed. Like, Strata plays so well. And I think it is just lifting these guys up and letting them shine. Um, I think this beer is fantastic right now. It is. Uh, I'm going to drink a four-pack to myself tonight. I was Ooh. only going to drink one, but I might just drink a four-pack. Well, you're at your sweet spot. You said day 13. We're at day 15. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I like my sticky hands, which is a very kind of dank residual hop character, and that was kind of the design behind this one as well. I think I'm going to say <clears throat> right now day eight, day seven is my favorite. You I, liked last week a little I bit more. Lo I loved how resinous it was last mm -hmm. week. I really enjoy. It. I find I find that I really enjoy that flavor in hops a lot. So I, I'm okay. So and I think the hops are a little. The three of them are a little more balanced at this point. I would say yes. There is more balance to these hops, and today. that's probably where. Okay, so this is an interesting. This is an interesting conversation. Then, so you so, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you want the hops. To be a little more aggressive. Assertive, yep. Assertive. Ooh, great word. To where I like them to play nicely. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right. I grew up in New Jersey. You grew up in Washington. Yes, sir. Personalities match what we want in our beer. Cha, bra, hang low. Give me some epic assertiveness. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, baby, chill, man. <laughs> play Peace. nice. Peace, love. <laughs> Quit burning my states. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that's interesting. So that's good for me to know. That's fine. If I'm looking you at like dates, the assertive. I like a, I like the you first like them week. a little younger. I like them a little younger. Yeah, <laughs> a little younger of age though, <laughs> but just a little younger, a little bit, right? Like 22. Not me. I like them my own age. <laughs> 21. <laughs> a little, little, little extra length on them. Whoa. Sierra Nevada Paleo. Nice, nice save. I totally forgot. I'm here, baby. I'm here every week. <laughs> I totally forgot. I'm here every week, Thursday around 4 o'clock. All right, that's going to do it for us today. So let us know what you think. I, I saw, I've been following along on Untapped, and people have been reviewing it there. It is, it for a not being a hazy IPA, it's not getting killed on Untapped. It's got like a that's 4. That's exciting. It's got like a 4.15 or something, okay. which is pretty solid. That, that sounds like 4.2. <laughs> that sounds like 4.5. Yeah, if we're rounding, that's 4.5. Yeah, five. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. might well be 5. Yeah, it's just, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah a, here we go. It's a 5 out of 5. Yeah, 100 on Beer Advocate. Uh, Move over, Pliny. I don't think Beer Advocate has it on there from what I looked, but... Um, <laughs> 
Uh, a couple people were actually drinking it along with us and reviewing it on the different days in there. Mm-hmm. At least one person was. Uh, so if you are doing this experiment with us, let us know uh, on Instagram.com slash beers on us. And let us know what you think week two, day 15-ish, you know, anywhere, any any day that you're drinking it when you listen. Let us know what day it is, too, so we'll yeah. see what differences there are. We're finding it to be a little bit more balanced mm-hmm. this week. And uh, some of the fruit flavors coming up at the end. The nose has become a slightly less dank. It's a little more mild. Still great nose. Um, so it's changing. The beer is changing. And it's fascinating to yep. me. I've never thought about this. It's really cool. So it's really cool. Uh, I spoke with the crew down there. There's only about 20 cases left. Uh, so- I asked if we needed to put a little blast on Instagram to push it. And they were like, nope, it's doing its thing. Uh, but I will give you the inside for those of you that do listen to this podcast. Thank you. And uh, if you want more of this, if you need more to continue to follow along with us, there's only about 20 cases left, so that's not much. I expect it to be gone by probably next Friday. End of next week, yeah. So you've got probably about eight days to get some, so scuttle your little booty down there and pick some up. I did it yesterday, and I'll probably try to swing in on Wednesday next week. I'm going to try to get a little bit get more a last as well. a couple more four-packs. I've got, I've got six in the fridge left. I'll probably try to go get a couple more there's, before it's done. See, I think I've got... Eight at the girl's house, four in my house. I'll, so I'll, zero in my house after tonight. Yes, I'll get I'll get a little bit more. Uh, you can get them at both Barrelick locations, Southeast oh, Eleven. That's not true. I bought two four packs yesterday. Uh, uh, go me, go me, go me. Northeast Halsey, and you can get it online on their home delivery Barrelick Brewing's uh, website. I think it's just barrelickbrewing.com. So uh, that's how you can get the beer if you have not had it yet. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe, rate, review. If you haven't yet, it helps us out. Make sure you download the episodes. And we'll be back next week for our next freshies of the year. We're just kind of stockpiling fresh hop beers in the fridge right now. So next freshies will be next week. And uh, let us know what you think of the beer. We'll uh, see you then. says You're so weird. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.